Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Monday the 26th of September. I'm Charles Firth and with me today are Dom Knight. Hello, I'm back. Yay! And Sammy Shah. Hello, I am also back. Yay! Well, where have you both been? Where have you been, Dom? I have been uh, in a, looking basically in a cave. Yes. Um, yes. Paying, I went into a cave with a whole bunch of raw memorabilia just to, yes, just to you, pay you, tribute and respect because I'm you, such a fan. You basically disappeared the moment the Queen died. Yeah, you? look, it's I couldn't cope. Um, yes. T- t- I don't me, know. It's, still to alive. me, it it's, sounds suspicious. To me, it sounds no. like he was in hiding until, until the, the evidence was clear. <laughs> it's That's right. It's all, it's all yeah. in a lead line. Well, it, I mean, it was very suspicious just, you know, a queen cut down in her prime like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 94. And, I mean, that's yeah. the not fair at yeah, all to her. This whole died of old age thing. I mean, mm. Please, we know, we know, yeah. we know what the, the, how the Tudors and everyone, like they lived to 160. This was yeah, a midlife yeah. point. She was just about to get a sports car and start banging a young boy. And where have you been, Sammy? Um, like Dom, I was bereft. I was upset. I was ah, heartbroken. Yes. I was right. weeping. I I, I <laughs> lit a candle and stood in my on my balcony singing uh, Elton John songs for the last few days, basically. Well, can I can I tell you what happened to me on Thursday, which was mm-hmm. the Queen's National Day of Mourning? Uh, was I was in IKEA with my son. Mm, that's a traditional as, place to pay yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, as she would have she wanted, loved exactly. flat pack furniture. <laughs> she would have loved <laughs> and Swedish meatballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah she would have had Swedish blood anyway, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah. doubtlessly. Yeah. German, yeah. German. Yeah. Um, so, and then at eleven o'clock, they announced. They said. We are now going to have a minute silent to remember the Queen <laughs> in IKEA. In IKEA, and everyone stopped. And it was like, like a proper so they, except for me and Angus because I was thinking, but the Queen like deserves to die. Like she's an awful person. She was just a horrible woman who used her power and privilege to retain her power and privilege. Did you think that, or did you say it loudly? No, Charles has no way of speaking <laughs> softly. He's the loudest man in the world. Did you say that loudly in IKEA well, to I thousands just, of grieving silent people? Charles, Charles is now the only person banned from IKEA, other than whoever was caught masturbating in on IKEA furniture last week, probably. Uh, which would I, be a very inappropriate way to pay one's respects. <laughs> I, anyway, I paid my lack of respect by continuing to test out the beds. We're in the bed section. So. But mm. I'm very glad, Charles, that uh, you're still you know, talking about it. Because mm. <laughs> even other media outlets have stopped, stopped. <laughs> uh, as of this Monday. Everyone's yeah. finally taking a break. But here at the Chaser Report, uh, <laughs> it, the disdain continues. Mm. Uh, if, you go to the, if you go to the ABC front page, the ABC News website front page, the, you mm. know they've got tabs on top. And it used mm. to be like just in, which is the breaking news, mm. um, coronavirus, politics, world, business. Mm. There's been a tab for Queen's death now, mm. which is still yeah. up there. So if there's <laughs> any breaking news about her death, that's the place you're going to find and, it. And it is—is uh, is it under the tab 
uh, just happened three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's under the tab, we still sent radio presenters to London yeah. to report on this because we're fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, just in and far from Justin. basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Sammy, mm. I hear you're a bit of a hit in the Ukraine. I am. I'm insane in the Ukraine. So basically, there's a Ukrainian stand-up comedian mm. um, named Anton Timoshenko. Mm. And uh, he does, if you go online on YouTube, he, there are clips of him doing stand-up comedy in a bunker. Like, oh, he's wow. not even messing around. Like, he's yeah. probably, like, he's not bombing. Like, the, the country around yeah. him is being bombed, but he's doing great. And, um, and he, yeah, like, but he's he, killing. He's killing. Well, yeah. I mean, Putin's killing. Yeah. And, and uh, basically, uh, Putin's killing anyone standing near a window these days is what's currently <laughs> yeah. happening. But, uh, yeah, Anton Timoshenko found a clip of my where I had done stand-up comedy uh, about six, seven months ago and had made a joke about the Ukraine stuff. And my joke at the time had been like that no one cares anymore. We'd already moved on. Mm, Um, I thought it was a war because it was full of white people. And when when white people fight, it's a war. Mm. But now we've even downgraded it to a conflict, which shows how little we give a shit. (laughs) And uh, and he posted that up on his Instagram. and And he said, this is so funny. And now I have... Thousands upon thousands of Ukrainians telling me I'm really funny, which is something I've never gotten from either Australians or Pakistanis. <laughs> oh, so I, sorry, I need that, to move. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's yeah, wonderful. I, it just goes to show how in a time of, of conflict and tragedy, the bar for comedy goes so much lower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are you going to move there? Is that Yeah, the why not? Yeah. I'm basically about to become the Dave Hughes of Ukrainian comedy. <laughs> well, you so. know, they've, they've requested the embassy to be reopened. Mm. And I know you don't have an Australian passport, but uh, I think you could be our ambassador. Certainly our comedy no, no, ambassador. No, of course I have an Australian passport. Well, sorry, Australian no, no, I, I, sorry, I forgot you don't um, you have a Are you trying to tell me not. to go back where I came from, Dom? Is no, that no, is that your subtle way? I, I was <laughs> suggesting you run for parliament at one point, and you said, oh, "I can't give up the Pakistani passport." And fair enough, yes, but it's a you can be surely you can be. Why? The, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm. Why do you want your Pakistani passport? Didn't they try and kill you? Isn't the whole reason you left? Yeah, because they're I mean, look, they're not, uh, they're not fans of my work, um, <laughs> but I don't know why I haven't given. I think I think because giving up the passport feels a bit like giving up a part of my identity. Mm. Um, yes. It's that last guy. It's like a vestigial stump or and something. Then, you know? And then you'd be a hundred percent Australian, and no one, uh, no one, wants no that. one wants to be. Nobody, there. Yeah, nobody. I, then I, then I have to get a Southern Cross tattoo, yeah, and I got to yeah. start wearing a flag every Australia Day. It just, I feel like mm. a cunt, and then yeah. So. You could get a Ukrainian passport though. Uh, you're clearly honorary Ukrainian at this point, and I suspect uh, that that passport yeah. currently isn't the hardest thing in the world to get. No, yeah. no, I don't think there's a big immigration into Ukraine uh, movement mm. right now. So I think it's it's just me and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, rebel freedom fighters and stuff. But yeah, so I think right now this is my next move. My, my lateral move in comedy is going to be learning Ukrainian and doing Ukrainian comedy. Do you find yourself having to come up with more Ukrainian... Oh yeah! Gear. Like More you gear. find yourself there's a bit well, of pressure to sort of keep on with with the Ukrainian jokes. 
I didn't, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing a whole hour of Ukrainian stand-up comedy <laughs> at the next Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Mm. But it turns out that might be my only chance of ever getting nominated for an award at the <laughs> Melbourne International Comedy Festival, oh, given the yes. fact that I'm not gay. Yeah. So, which is apparently the only way to win an award there is to be LGBTQI and white. Yeah, I fucking said it. So, but, but the, I think it, the thing it about is it is... It is great to see a brown man getting cancelled. Can I just say... <laughs> <laughs> It is refreshing. It's been a while since Aziz Ansari, and uh, you know I've I've had a good run. Um, but no, here, here's the thing that but I that's find good because really because you wouldn't even have to be funny if it was about the Ukraine. Yes, you could just be poignant. It would all be poignant. Yeah, you could just be sort of like... Which is literally all you have to do to win an award at most comedy festivals now. <laughs> yeah. is if it, you see that? Every, every time someone wins an award, people come out and they're like, I cried so much. Weren't you in a comedy show? <laughs> no, but what it's the true. There was, that, there was a fad. I remember about 10 years ago when I last yes. went to the festival a lot. Yes. I saw about five shows in a row that were quite good and about, about two-thirds of the way through... Suddenly, it was some horrible revelation from the past. It was like, holy <laughs> shit. And they'd clearly, I don't even know if they made it up. It was like they'd been abused or whatever. And yeah. it's just, it was became so formulaic. Yes. It's kind of like, if you didn't have a horrible trauma in your past, yeah, yeah, like yeah. my father didn't love me, mm. um, and you I had to make one up. And I remember there was one comedian who refused to do that, mm. who said, I'm just going to tell gags instead. And it was like, oh, God, he should be cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Telling <laughs> jokes monster. at a comedy festival? How shallow. <laughs> no, no, I think you should, um, you should do a yeah. Ukraine hour. Um, what yes. would you call it? Uh, Ukraine in the, in the Ukraine, membrane, for sure. Ukraine on the membrane. Um, the funniest part, though, is uh, the it's uh, Anton Tomashenko and I've been messaging back and forth, and um, he and I've been chatting about you know what's it like to do comedy in a war zone and all these things. And he said, "Hey, I want to see more of your comedy. Send me like a clip of your comedy special or something." So what my my comedy festival show like two years ago from the Melbourne National Comedy Festival. I have the whole video of that. It was just recorded from like a basically a security camera in the Comedy Republic. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I bunged that on YouTube a while ago. And he, he, so he watches it and he's like, hey, that was really funny. Why have only 13 people seen this? Why has <laughs> no one ever seen this? And I was like, look, man, I hate doing socials. I hate self-promotion. I just want to do comedy. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm so sick of social media and stuff. I just want to do comedy too. I'm like, well, maybe you should focus on living first. <laughs> hey, don't worry about the promotional part of comedy. <laughs> Can I win you the best show award at the next Melbourne Comedy? Festival. I know it's hard to get. What you should do is do an hour mm. co-hosted with him on stream mm. from Ukraine. Yes, like live in the so like yes. live directly from Ukraine, live from the bunker with you. Yes, each night co-host it. Yes, they'd have to give it to you. Yeah, would it would be, be impossible not to give it to you. Yes, no, with my luck they'll give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> And here's what I'll say: uh. I don't. I I want that for him, but not at my expense. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report news a few days after it happens. He was saying, I, I asked him, I was like, do you want to come to Australia? Like when, when you're able to get out, you should come mm. here. I'm sure you'll have an amazing run of shows. And he's like, I'll be very honest. Uh, I'm more scared of spiders than I am of bombs. 
Wow. <laughs> that was like, yeah. But isn't that an enough. indictment of Vladimir Putin's war effort at this point? He's, it is. He's it more is. worried about <laughs> hypothetical arachnids <laughs> than the Russian army. Who would have thought this, that at the look, start of this conflict? At this point, anyway, you're more likely to be killed by a falling billionaire oligarch thrown out of a window than by an actual <laughs> missile sent by the Russian army. So, you know. Although, it, will that be true, though? Because Putin just last week mobilised 300,000 extra troops. Yeah. Well, he mobilized them, and then 300,000 extra Russians took flight straight out of <laughs> Russia, did. straight to, to Turkey. Did you see how much Lebanon, it cost to, fly from, to yeah. fly from Moscow to, to uh, Dubai? was $13,000 for an economy yeah, ticket. Yeah, mm. so Dubai is suddenly going to have a huge increase in Russian tourists out mm. of nowhere. So, yeah, it's a good time to learn Russian and sell T-shirts. So you're, you're predicting that Russia can't win? Because I... I Sort of thought, well, maybe, you know, extra 300,000. It's got a lot of people to throw I mean, it. yeah, but at this point, it's become that thing of like, it's just, um, it's, Russia's now lo- losing a war in Ukraine after having it previously lost a war in Afghanistan. Mm. And it goes back, like, it's like Russia it's lost a war in now. Finland at the start before the Second World War. And basically, the lesson is Russia's not good at invading. Yes. Russia is shit invading. Don't invade Russia. That's yeah, the don't bad invade idea. Russia. That's yes. a classic mistake. Yes. That's a classic mistake mm. that everyone makes. But yeah. also, yeah. Russia shouldn't. Yeah, yes. exactly. Who hasn't? And, right. It's a, and it's the a irony coming is of age thing. That Putin knows that, and and he also thinks that Ukraine is Russia. So in a way, he invaded Russia, even though he knew don't invade Russia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, Clever, you should explain that term and get him to stop the war. <laughs> I know. No one told him in those words. Exactly, yeah. Charles. I re- I recommend you travel to Russia <laughs> and then get an yeah. audience. Well, I, I think the flight to be very cheap one way. <laughs> yeah, one way. Um, yeah. But no, it's it, it is strange that we're at this point, and basically Ukraine's kind of almost won mm. and there's still plenty of territory that, they, that Russia oh, controls yeah, but yeah. Russia's literally all that they can really do to win is just completely blow the place up mm. thereby ensuring that a, the, the that fallout Eric, falls yeah. comes directly back into Russia I don't know I, I'm assuming that but it's when too they, close to use nukes but they'll right? hold the re- they'll hold the referendums mm-hmm. and whatever remaining bits that they've managed to take yeah well, they'll win the referendums there, and then they'll go. Okay, well, that was all our, we were ever aiming for, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, and that'll be a way to claim a truce. You know, yeah, it was I a draw. So. It'll be it's a pyrrhic victory thing at this point. Yeah. What was interesting though is and getting this message from him and, and stuff, and it's only because I also have been talking about Ukraine on my on on News Weekly, uh, my my weekly news satire podcast. That's W E A K L Y. It's available mm. on any podcast app right now. Uh, but I, was, I talk about Ukraine on it still regularly because my whole goal is to talk about stories that other people aren't talking about and it's crazy no one gives a shit about ukraine anymore like the 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 joke i made last week and it's not even a joke it's just an observation at this point is we would have to recast zelensky as a black woman just to get anyone to pay attention on social media anymore like it's completely a forgotten news topic there's more ire debate and and anger over Over little mermaid Mermaid, yeah than there is about the fact that ukraine is actually kicking russia's ass in this war finally you should have a chat to the pr people in the ukraine because you probably got their ear now like yeah that's right i'm big there now but it's it's so bizarre though like when you because i didn't know i had no idea one day i just turned on my instagram a few days ago and there was just all these likes like an insane amount of likes and i was like that's not the yeah, thing that i've ever something's experienced gone wrong. i have I've, no I've logged, idea i've logged into adam hills as a yeah, clearly <laughs> clearly this is not my experience on social media at all <laughs> and i went online and it was just 
all Ukrainians. Just Ukrainians, 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 and comments in this comment section in in Ukrainian talking to each other and mm-hmm. and and laughing and commenting. And I had to click the translate button, and it turns out that's not very accurate. And and then finally, I found that this one guy had tweeted, had put my story on his Instagram. Um, so yeah, I just feel like you know I'm gonna make the big time now. I don't know yes. what the Ukrainian um econ what the Ukraine currency is worth, but I'm gonna start charging in that because clearly yes, yes. it's my best chance at success. Patreon, yeah, do Patreon. I'm gonna ride this uh, wave of legitimacy provided by the Ukrainians the same way every Western uh, world leader has ridden the wave of legitimacy provided by proximity to Zelensky. You're gonna be the Boris Johnson of comedy. Exactly. <laughs> Many people have said that about me, Dom. <laughs> well, you've had, I always took it as an insult, but now <laughs> you've had quite. Uh, you've had enough fiancés, haven't you? You've had a, Actually, that's so, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a fair point. Um, how? How are you going to get cancelled though in Ukraine? I mean, what option is it? Is it only being pro-Russian that you get cancelled for? I think you could find another way, Sammy. I I'm pretty sure anyone who says anything shitty about Zelensky would be cancelled, and rightfully so, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Ukrainians are very focused on cancellations right now. They seem a little dis- distracted by mm, other trying issues. Trying to avoid I one them. themselves. I mean, uh, my thing with Zelensky, I, I admire him very much, but uh, but please. Place the T-shirt. Oh, the you don't the think that's a good T-shirt? What's that wrong is, with he's, it? He's got a standard open mic comedian look, which is I every know. open mic comedian is in a tight-fitting T-shirt, and yeah, that's a he's he's a comedian at heart. You got to respect the game. I mean, if he'd been invited, if he'd been able to come to the uh, to the Queen's funeral, he would have turned up in the T-shirt. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I actually I actually love it because it it does every time you see it, it's like oh yeah, he's too busy to. Like get dressed in a suit. Yeah, yeah. It communicates it very well. Now, yeah. I, I just want to talk about another topic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a bit round the grounds. Let's have a bit of an international focus. Mm. Iran seems to sort oh, of be yeah. collapsing. What, what's going? Do you have any sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's an incredible story. Like it's so. If you don't know, because for some reason, international world media is still obsessed with the burying the queen. Yeah, I, I know nothing about this at all. Mm. Uh, but I do yeah. know quite a lot of facts about the kinds of jokes that Her Majesty really enjoyed. So um, Apparently lots of jokes, yet none were allowed to be made about her. Um, she had a great sense of humour unless and until you make a joke about her. But um, So in the real world where actual people's lives matter, um, in Iran there was, a, there, there was unfortunately a woman named Masa Amini. And yeah. Masa Amini uh, was wearing a hijab the way most uh, all Iranian women are forced to wear the hijab. But she was wearing it. Iran's very, like, Iranian women have a very, um, or at least the progressive ones, have a very laissez-faire attitude towards yes. their job. They put it on, but they don't kind of tighten it around their hair and everything. Mm. It's just a perfunctory thing. Uh, Pakistan has had similar stuff in the past. And yes. and so she had the hijab on her head, and the and the morality police over there, mm. which is a real thing that you have in certain shitty countries, um, the morality police beat her up for not mm. wearing it properly. The beating was so severe, she died as a result of it. And this has happened before in Iran. Iran isn't a place mm. where this stuff doesn't happen. It happens from time to time. But I think it's one of those straw breaks the camel's back things. And now you're seeing massive protests around yes. the country. And here's the thing. What's interesting is Iran has protests regularly. The protesters in Iran are always pushing against the government. The government is extremely um, uh, violent. It's extremely oppressive. Um and the protesters are always, you know, pushing against the government and then getting shut down, you know, because the government still holds a... a um, well, it's a, what's it a, called? 
It's a sort of it, police state. It's got, well, I mean, yeah, they 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 have got a monopoly the, on violence. That's the phrase I was going for: monopoly yeah. on violence. Sorry. So, um, you know, they they have that, but every time the protest happens, the protesters are pushing more and more. One mm. of the things we're seeing now is the protesters are actually ripping down posters of Raisi, uh, who's the uh, Iranian president and a giant monstrous piece of shit. Um, they're, mm. they're, they're throwing the finger to Khamenei, who is a, the, the, the successor to Imam Khomeini, who himself is now in his 80s and hopefully will turn to manure soon when he dies. And they're basically standing up for it. And you're seeing this remarkable kind of protest movement happening. And, um, and it's really interesting to see how the world is really not giving much of a shit about it mm. beyond just like a couple of news stories even though it's a huge issue and it's about women's rights and it's about free speech and it's about all the things we purport to care about mm. yes yes yeah. and do you think because when in 79 when the mullahs ended up taking over yeah that, that all that all built momentum over the course of about a year through the death of protesters so what yeah, would happen exactly. that there, there was a sort of in in Iran, the way it works is you actually have a memorial service. So, so I think you sort of bury the protester, you you bury um, the body the quite quickly, right. yeah. But yeah. then you have a sort of memorial service for them forty days after mm-hmm. they died, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happened in Iran back then was every forty days they'd have a memorial service. People would be, and they were essentially like protests, but. It became or, rolling protests yes. as a result mm. of that. And then, exactly. and then people would be killed at those protests. And then 40 days later, they'd turn up to memorialise the last group of them. Yeah. And they got bigger and bigger and bigger in every town across Iran. And you can sort of see that dynamic sort of starting to happen again. So. But the thing, that's, the thing that's frustrating is how this is big. Like this is, you know, the Iranian protesters yes. coming out in this size on this scale hasn't happened yes. so far. They come out in larger and larger sizes. This is the largest we've seen so far. And yet at the same time, like Raisi was allowed to speak at the United Nations and, mm. you know, he, Christiana Manapur was going to give uh, interview him and then she didn't, she refused to because he f- was trying to force her to wear a hijab. Um, but, you know, Biden's still talking about the JCPOA, like Iran nuclear program deal and stuff like that. So as far as the Iranian government's concerned, there doesn't seem to be much of a downside to just mm. violently cracking down. Yeah. Um, so, to be, yeah, to be fair, yeah. my phone, just as you were speaking, uh, mm. popped up with, here's why um, Iranian women are cutting their hair off and burning their hijabs. Just literally, oh, that's very so cool. So clearly I'm being monitored. Um, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So as SBS, you should be. No, this is SBS News <laughs> publishing it. So in fact, I, you can, I can confirm that no one in the Australian media is paying any attention <laughs> to this story <laughs> at all. <laughs> Your phone it, is like, I'll just do this for you. Um, the, no, here's the thing. You're seeing it now on the front page. It's it's really interesting. You're seeing it on the front page of most Western countries, finally, which is excellent. It's overdue. Mm. You're not seeing it on the front page of most Muslim countries. Um, yeah, and if right. you go on the forums where Muslim discussions happen, which I'm on, on many of these forums, most of the debate is still about things like, oh, but hijab isn't bad. And this, mm. isn't, about, this isn't about Islamophobia and things like that. So like the priorities are still very different. And that's why yes. Iran, Iranians, not Iran, Iranians feel a bit abandoned by the rest of the world. Maybe, maybe what the government should do mm. is force... Um, the Iranian version of the Little Mermaid. Ah, oh. <laughs> that is the only way to get people to really care. Yeah, You're to really engage. Right. To yeah, the exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, look, Sammy, I've heard what you had to say, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like the sort of thing that would 
would ordinarily interest me, mm. but I just can't. I just can't. You I can't. don't have any capacity. Here's, a, here's what I do think. I Post do the death think of the queen. I'm sorry. I just can't. Everyone is, I do think everyone is completely burnt out on on everything. I really do feel that way. Like, like you know, the story broke recently about, I don't know, racism in footy. Oh, yeah. And, that was and, shocking. And that was yeah, horrible. Again, yes. like, again, like. It's footy. Like, it's... I'm not surprised at all. But between that... So, we've... Like, do you notice, like, there's no major politicians or stream politicians on the front page of any newspapers? Mm. Like, they've all disappeared. All the stories now are about just things that everyone just seems like, I can't keep up. I'm so fatigued. Um, mm. So, I guess we're not picking and choosing which which battles we want to fight and which ones we care about. I mean, I must say, I just heard that story about Hawthorne. And rather than being shocked, I was like, oh, yeah. That, that's exactly yeah, the sort exactly. Of thing you would expect. Exactly. Yeah. So you hear about the protests in Iran, you go, oh yeah. If you hear about war in Ukraine, you go, oh yeah. If you hear about floods in Pakistan, you go, oh yeah. Because we're all just completely burnt out. And that's what the I think the bad guy's plan is. Burn us out with so much bad news that when they hit us with the real bad news, we don't know what's happening. It's the deep state. That's all I'm saying. Well, um, <laughs> on that cheery note, uh, <laughs> why the fuck do we do a news podcast? Like, honestly, it's no, I watch it. I'm at that same point. I do news weekly every week, yeah. and I I do it only on Friday. So I do the writing and scripting every Friday. The episode comes out on Saturday, and I dread Fridays now because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I've been avoiding the news all week, and now I have to take a deep dive, and I feel like I'm going to be so mentally tired on Saturday from this experience. <laughs> Can we just rebrand from tomorrow as a gardening podcast? Yes, the plant, oh. the planter, the planter report or something. I don't know. You're gonna get you're gonna get sued by Costa, but uh, other than that, it should be great. I'd love to see Costa be angry. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. Nice to have you yeah. back. Um, Is it though? I, I'm Is only it? <laughs> sorry I had to learn about world events as a result of having you with us. Can yeah, you not do that enough. next time? Fair enough. Look, anyway, I'm I'm going to be too big in Ukraine to bother coming back on your little yeah. podcast. You're going to have to pay a lot of money to book, yeah. book me once what, my Ukrainian what tour we, goes through. What do we pay you in there? Zlotties or something? <laughs> what are, what are they? Yeah. yeah. Our gears from Rode Microphone. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.